Welcome to episode 258 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks and other theme parks in Asia. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at various places, but mainly under tdrexplorer.com. I'm one of your hosts. I take photos and I like theme parks. And you can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and Instagram. And with me, as always, is the charming Chris. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Rainy season is upon us. Yeah, but you know what? It's getting so, so hot that yeah, it's humid. cooler days, it's, a, it's not so bad, you know, and, and the, the hydrangeas are blooming, right? That's always nice. It really it is. is. <laughs> well, I'm Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explore, and I am the one that's doing stuff. <laughs> Going on a big trip! Yes, uh, by yes. the time this episode's out, I, I will be either in the U.S. or Canada, one of the two. I'm going to both. So it's been, it's two years since I've been home to Canada, that is, but I am going to the U.S. first. We'll have That's a wonderful I'll, time. I'll be. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing family and friends. Yay! Being kind of, you know, stuck in Japan <laughs> for the last, over. it's been over two years now, my goodness. It's good to, to have a break sometimes, I think, because it, it can be stressful. Anywhere, anywhere, any foreign country, right? Yeah, for those of us that live abroad, right? Like vast majority of our network is not in the country we're living in. We have networks back home in our home country. So it's just, it's nice to touch home base every so often. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, to, what, are we, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the Disney Premier Access. <laughs> Ooh, that was a, it was a hot button topic when it first came out, at least for here. Yeah, that's true. I did see, I saw some Twitter drama, dramatics. I mean, there's always tw Twitter drama. Like, you can say anything and people get upset. There is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but look, look, who are the people complaining, right? It's the people who go all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you can go anytime and you do go anytime. It's fine. Some of you every day, but hey. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, I mean, this is not for them or no. for us, really. No. I mean, although personally, I will use it, but it's not necessarily for people that go all the time. It's meant for people who don't go as often. Exactly. Uh, before we start the discussion, uh, I just want to remind our wonderful explorers about our Patreon. So if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have different perks and stuff. Uh, one of them is our $15 level where you get access to an extra bonus episode every single month where we kind of talk about pretty much whatever, just random things, giving like little life updates and, and things like that. And you do get access to all our previous episodes as well. So we have like four or five years worth of bonus episode content. So you're, you're really getting your bang, bang for your buck there. So head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. Oh, Disney Premier Access. So this just started uh, a few weeks ago. Yes. I went the first day. Okay, that's a risk. So was it smooth? Was it working on the first day? Oh, yeah. It worked perfectly fine. Yes. I had zero issues. Great. Not that the parks are particularly busy right now anyway. So maybe good timing for for the start. You know, you don't want to you don't want to do it on like a big holiday weekend no. or something right you never do like just in case so it's kind of good timing 
Yeah, it, it was right after Golden Week, like a week or two after Golden Week. So yeah, that makes sense. Like you don't want to you don't want to roll out a new system during one of the busiest times of the year. No. But really quickly, Disney Premier Access. We don't have fast passes here. I highly doubt they're coming back. Don't think they're coming back anywhere. This drives me insane because I I look every time. Is it gone? Did they take it out? The Beauty and the Beast fast pass things? No, they're still the machines are still there. I feel like it's a matter of time. I think they'll go. Which is yeah. such a shame because like the design is really cute. Yeah, we didn't. They were never turned on. And they did such a nice job. And I'm like, oh. Beauty and the Beast opened during like in 2020. Uh-huh. So there's no fast passes. So that, yeah, that whole Maurice's house is just, it's not being used for anything. Because it was supposed to be for fast pass. I feel like you could take fast pass out and maybe do like a little greeting or like a little mini entertainment, like atmosphere or something, right? Because the fast pass machines of Pooh's Honey Hunt are gone. They are yeah. removed. It's so weird, right? So like, as soon as that was done like yep they're not coming back at least you know the machines but everything's gone to the app anyway but prior to everything you could still get like a paper fast pass in case you didn't have the app yeah so the fact that they took out the machines well how would if they brought fast pass back how would someone who just doesn't have the app get a fast pass right mm-hmm. so i i really don't see i don't think they're coming back i really don't You know, this is kind of like a little bit of a problem. So I wonder how they're going to address it in the future when like, so for example, at the tourism office, we would get for me, a surprising amount of people who just did not travel with phones or or like not like not to mention smartphones, just like any phones. So they would ask to use the payphone and stuff. And we, we had to like give them directions and not just that, but also high school students, not all are, are junior high students that come on trips to the park a lot of the times they're not allowed to use the phones i think if you like if they do like a push to kind of like tell the teachers about it but like even then it might be unfair if some kids don't have smartphones you know so i don't know what they're going to do about like school trips and things like that when the cap when the capacity goes up so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that you know and even some elderly yeah i'm not sure how you'd buy the disney you know i never even thought to look up how do you buy the Disappear Access if you don't have the app? Yeah. Right. What do you do? Probably go to guest services, or maybe there's a cast member at the front of the end, like at the at the attraction. But then, how do you pay? <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess it's probably guest services, and you just pick a time slot, and they give you probably something with a QR code on it. That's mm-hmm. just a guess, though. You know, I forgot to check that. I know they have a system in place for like the what's it called? Basically, the Fast Pass, but it's not called Fast Pass. What's it called? Priority access? Priority access, yeah. And then the lottery thing as well. I know they have a way of doing it for people that don't have smartphones. But oh, standby I, pass, yeah. Not yeah, standby. Standby pass, yeah, yeah. Yeah, entry, and entry, whatever it's called, you know? So it's probably the same thing then. Yeah. It's just you have to pay. <laughs> and the thing is, when it's when it's big groups, I wonder how they handle bigger groups. Mm. So yeah, uh, Disney Premier Access, it's just started. It's only covering Beauty and the Beast at Disneyland and Soaring Fantastic Flight at Tokyo Disney Sea. Those are only two attractions that have it right now. And it's 2,000 yen per person, which is not cheap. That's that's quite a bit for one ride. 
Will we see it with other attractions? Probably at some point. Yeah. I'm sure. So here's what I'm wondering. I wonder once they do Fantasy Springs, if they're going to do like kind of like what they do at USJ, where it's like a bundle. Because I don't see them charging 2,000 yen for each attraction, because by that point, you're spending another day ticket, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be like a time slot thing, like you buy the package, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. your first ride's this one, your second ride's this one, your third ride's this one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly what USJ does, because when you buy it, they give you time slots. And they'll even do different packages, like, oh, maybe some people prefer like the, what's it called? The slower attractions, or some people might prefer like thrill attractions, so they might do different packages like that. Yeah, because people in Japan are used to that. Mm-hmm. For it, like if they go to USJ, that's kind right. of what it is. And those sell out at USJ. So, yeah. and some of them are more expensive than your day ticket. <laughs> yeah. So we'll always do that first and then buy our ticket because we want to make sure that we get the attractions that we want to ride. Yeah. So I could see definitely them doing some sort of something like that here for mm-hmm. Disneyland and Disney Sea. I'll just have to wait and see. So for the 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 two attractions, you can get like there's still the regular standby line. So you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Right. You can still get in the regular standby line. So this is just for you to skip the line entirely, basically. I did test it out at Disneyland and you get through it pretty quickly. When I bought it, so I guess like the issue kind of becomes, will the wait time go down lower if I buy it too early? When I was going to buy mine, I think the wait time was at 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. But then when my time slot came after I paid for it, like an hour and an hour later, I think, the standby time went down to 45 minutes, right? Yeah. So like, I guess that's also a risk too. Like maybe the wait time dropped significantly, but that's, that's kind of hard to to judge right now because this is so new we don't really know how that's going to work but for beating the beast in particular you go on the right side and you basically just bu- obviously you bypass the entire queue and then you're put right into the pre-show with mm-hmm. the the big room and everything and then from there there's the like there's another queue but you're you're put into that queue but that's like for the loading area mm-hmm. so it took me i timed it it took me just over half an hour from the moment I scanned my pass, all the and, until I was like leaving the ride, so it took about half an hour for the whole thing. So when you say you pass, you bypass part of the queue. Is it anything that you would be missing out on, like anything that you think people would want to see? Like what? What exactly are you passing? Like bypassing? Sorry. Pretty much everything in the queue. Like you, you don't see any of the queue. You go right, right into the experience, I guess. Because like the pre-show is you obviously part of the experience. Yeah. yeah. And then there's kind of, then there's a queue there, like a shorter queue, obviously, because yeah, like I said, that's the, the loading area, but yeah. it's, there's still kind of a queue part and there are animatronics there. Mm-hmm. But for the longer part of the queue, you basically miss a lot of the outdoor queue, which is beautiful. Oh. And then the inside of the queue, you yeah. miss a lot of like, there's, I think, three rooms you go through in the regular queue. So you miss... All the stuff that happens in there, because there are things that do happen in that in, the, in that queue. So okay. if it's your very first time, yeah, you probably don't want to I would skip not the queue because it is it is really good. Like unless they're doing entry, 
on that day. Yeah. You know, like if you can't get in via entry, then it would yeah, be the worth doing. Because also Beauty and the Beast, the line goes down significantly at the end of the day. Like you, it, it can be like a walk-on. So it depends. It depends when capacity goes up. Yeah. Like right um, now it's a little tough to tell because like yeah. things are still kind of, we're kind of in a weird, we're kind of in this weird middle right now. Yeah. OLC has said like, they don't want the parks to be at the capacity they were pre-COVID. Yeah, understandably, because it w- it could be a nightmare sometimes. And obviously, like, officially, we don't know what the capacity is, like, what capacity we're at. We right. have no idea. Like, they're, they're not going to tell us that. But based off the wait times and stuff, like, without these fast passes, and I was looking at the wait times during Golden Week, and Beating the Beast did get up there. I think it got up to, like, almost 200 minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then it but dropped. But, like, what about to, like, at night? Yeah, I think in the evening it was like hovering around sixty minutes, which is not is very doable during Golden Week. That's yeah, nothing. That's that nothing. Is nothing. But of course, we don't know what the capacity was. But my guess is like whatever capacity they set it to, it was at that capacity because tickets were sold out. It had to be at like half what Golden Week's capacity used to be. Looking at the times, right? Yeah, and also too, like we don't know how much. The old fast pass system affected the lines as well. well which it definitely did, right? Yeah. So it, the, there's just way too many variables to like really get a definitive answer to all this stuff. I feel like for Beauty and the Beast, if you go during off season, if you're there on a rainy day, you probably don't need the premiere pass. No, I don't think so. Right. This would be like for when it's the high season or if they, for whatever reason, have entry enabled and you can't get in because it's like a lottery. They don't do the lottery anymore. For now. For now. But the system exists. So. I don't think they'll put the I hope the lot- they don't bring it back because I, I hate I don't entry. Think they'll put the, I don't think they'll put the standby in, or the, the silly entry request. I don't think they'll put that back. Good. Yeah. Because it was it. awful. Everyone hated it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll do that. They might put standby pass on it, which is fine. It's just fast pass. But yeah, it just means like you just need to get the standby pass to get into the standby line. But they basically turned it off for almost everything, so it's like not being used. So like it's it's really hard to explain all this because they keep changing it, and sometimes it's on, sometimes <laughs> it's not on. <laughs> it's just like ugh. Ugh, it's the worst. It's the worst though. I freaking hate entry. And wait, so standby is the one that runs out though, right? Standby pass, yes. So that's another issue. Cause yeah. if as long as there as long as there's like an actual line, it's fine, right? So standby pass, if there's a line, you can still line up for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Or no. You're confusing me. <laughs> it just it keeps changing. That's the thing. I'm confused too, because when we went last time, we had a really great time. It was, I think, after golden week or something and there was like it was very very doable no issues like even baymax the standby ran out but we refreshed it and we were able to do it other than that i think that was the only thing on standby standby pass standby pass the one that gives you a timed (laughs) a time to go back as of right now there's no standby pass for anything it's all turned off so don't even worry about it right now but if they do turn standby pass on, that just means you need to get a pass on the app to get into the standby line. You can't just line up. Right. But they don't have that on right now, and we don't know when or if they will turn it back on. 
But anyway, <laughs> Disney Premier Access, that's, that's what we're talking about. No, but the thing is, Disney Premier Access is tied to those things. So, mm-hmm. and so what's going on? Like, Soaring always has a long line. So that is a no-brainer to get standby, uh, to get the Premier Access Pass. I wish they would come up with easier names for this, you know, to get the Premier Access Pass, right? Yeah. I haven't done it for Soaring yet, but like, yeah, traditionally Soaring, just everywhere. It's just a slow-loading ride. So the wait time is always very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say out of everything, soaring is probably the one you'd probably use it on. And now I haven't used it, so I don't know how much of the queue you miss because that queue is gorgeous. It is really pretty. I, so I don't know how much of it that you bypass. But I don't want to spend 100 minutes in it, even though it's gorgeous. <laughs> no. You know I, what no. I mean? Like once is enough. Like Beauty you know, and the Beast, minutes. I'm... I'm kind of like, I'm fine spending more time in it because it's almost a mix of like a walkthrough attraction and then with the pre-show and then with the actual attraction, it all ties together. So that to me, I don't mind as much spending time in the line. Also, it's it's really different from point to point. Like Soaring, if you've been in it one time or, you know, if if it's not like, I would say to wait in the line what like 60 it's never going to be 60 minutes right like 80 minutes i would wait 80 minutes in the line that's my limit and then i'm not getting in the line (laughs) that's fair right i would say i'm probably about the same yeah but it is gorgeous it's beautiful it's easily the best one shanghai's second i would say (laughs) is it worth it for me no I, I really, I wouldn't be doing it. But then again, I'm not the typical person for these things. And I, this is not aimed at me. So I get it. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not for me. For other people, I can definitely see that. I saw comments like people, uh, obviously people are very split on this. People are saying, mm-hmm. no, they're not going to get it. And some people are saying, this is great. I will use this if I need to. And I like that, that that's an option. Because if I'm yeah. paying all this money to come here, and then for some mm-hmm. reason, you know, they're here and you know, it's really busy for some reason, you know, whatever, then there's that option to like, okay, I flew 10,000 kilometers to be here. Yeah. Well, I want to ride this ride. And you know, for whatever reason, it's busy, there's no standby pass left, whatever, I will pay this extra money so I can get on because I don't know if I'm ever going to come back. Absolutely. Like, we'll probably use it. We'll probably use it because we do go with family. We do go with friends who don't go often. And if we do, and like the standby pass runs out, which it does like on a busy day early in the morning, then yes, absolutely we'll use it because it's better than not doing it at all. You know? And the price is, it's fairly reasonable. I think it's a little, little much. For me, I feel like 1500 probably would have been better, but then. I don't know. If, if your price is too cheap, then maybe too many people will buy it and it runs out really quick. And I think they're still like trying things out. I feel like if they bundle things, which they might do later, I think that's quite possible. Then the price will go a little bit lower depending on how many attractions are included. Yeah. So they're definitely, they could change, yeah, change the prices and change how it works. So they're just going to see how it works here because here we can't really take some of the systems that work in like the US parks or anything and just like plop them here and expect it to kind of just work the same. It just, it doesn't really work that way. And also OLC just likes to do things their own way. So, but then again, like Disney Premier Access exists in Shanghai and Paris. I, I used it in Shanghai. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause it came out, I think 2017 is when it came out. 
from the first time. I think that's when it started. I don't remember the pricing, but I think it was something like it worked out to like $8 for some of the rides. How did they do it there? Did they do it just per attraction or is it like in a bundle or like what? It was per attraction. Okay. That's when I did it. It could, it could be different now. I haven't been back to Shanghai since the end of 2018. So it very well could have changed. And obviously I haven't been to Paris since they've implemented it. So can't really speak to those. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is with the Disney Premier Access here. It was kind of inevitable. We kind of knew that. We knew this was coming. Every other park has been starting to do it except Hong Kong. I don't think Hong Kong really would need to. I wonder, okay, conspiracy theory time. I wonder if they created entry to create a system so frustrating and that people hated it so much that when you introduce the Premier Access Pass or whatever it's called, that people would be like, yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, because that's my feeling. I'm like, oh, I hated it so, so much. And we had such an awful experience that I'm like, yes, this is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, OLC. <laughs> mm, who knows? <laughs> so many, yeah, they're just, yeah. Things are getting a little are complicated here, but it's just like, it's not just here. It's all the Disney parks it's everywhere. getting yeah. complicated and convoluted. It's hard to explain these things because... Like standby pass. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's not. We don't know when it's going to be on. So your day is going to be different depending on if those are on or not. You don't know until you get there. Yeah. And the timed entry thing as well for like some of the other stuff. But then they recently changed it where the timed entry, the lottery thing, they turned it off on some of the stuff, but not on the others. And it's just like, it's just constantly changing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know anymore. It's hard to keep up. When we went, like, a few weeks ago, like, when we went to, um, after the Toy Story Hotel, they still had standby for Baymax. Yeah. That re- it, re- it was recently turned off. Yeah. Like, I think, So, like, they're trying out, like, different things. And also, it's off-season now, so it really doesn't make sense to have standby pass on. Like, I want to see what happens, like, both for this premiere access pass and, like, with standby, like, during high summer this year especially because everything has picked up like even going into the city on the weekend it's way more crowded than it used to be so i'm wondering what peak summer is going to be like this year yeah we're definitely i don't want to say back to normal not quite but it's up there there's a lot a lot more people out yeah it's it's busy everywhere yeah just there's just people everywhere so Long story short, Disney Premier Access, I wouldn't be using it. I Obviously, I paid for it for the to use on the video because I wanted to try it out. But I, I really don't see myself using it all that all that much. Oh, I, I didn't mention. I, so I, I did time everything, right? Uh-huh. I, I mentioned that I timed the Disney Premier Access. It took me about half an hour. Yeah. It was half an hour. It was half an hour, 21 minutes, something like that. Oh, can I ask a question? This is really important. Can you choose your time? Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. I mean, like whatever time's available, because they, I guess it can sell out. But when I was doing it, it was there was time slots for every, like until closing, basically. Right, because it was off season too. Yeah, and the first day, and yeah, yeah, on a random Thursday, so I wasn't really expecting people to be jumping on it that quickly. But it's good that you can choose the time slot. Yeah. If you miss your time, what happens? Like no if idea. you're like on another attraction or having dinner. I'm sure they have some sort of leeway. 
you you pick the time slot. It's an hour. Like it's an hour time slot. So okay. I'm guessing there's a grace period too. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's an hour time slot. So if you pick eleven, it's eleven to twelve. Okay. Yeah. So you know, an hour is pretty. That's a long. That's a big time frame. I did like I and I also went in, into the standby line afterwards and tested that. And I think I did wait. I think it was posted at forty five minutes, and I waited like thirty five or something. So it was almost yeah. the same. It's usually time. a little lower. Yeah. But the thing was when I, it wasn't like a one for one because when I went to my, you know, I, I can't remember. It's in the video, but the wait time was higher when I went into the Disney Premier Access line. Uh-huh. But when I got into the standby line, the time has gone, the time had went down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, com- like a very fair comparison. And then the wait time never went back up <laughs> for the rest of mm-hmm. the day. So I couldn't really properly test it. So I was like, well. This is roughly what it is. Have you done soaring yet or no? No, I haven't. Okay. I'll have to do that next time. Next time I'm there. Next time, yeah. Oh, probably the most important thing. Your foreign credit card will work with it. Good. <laughs> um. So but you ha- you do it through the app, right? App, There's yeah. no other and ways. I, you can't do it, it through the English. website right now. No. No. Okay. Because you have to be in the park. Oh, okay, it- okay. Yeah, you have to be in the like you have your ticket has to be scanned in to the park. You can't do it ahead of time. Interesting. Nope. It's all once you're in the park. Yeah, I guess that's a the important thing. That's really different from USJ. Yeah, so it's you're in the park. You can't select anything until you're actually in the park. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, uh, your foreign credit card. Well, like obviously, I only tested my credit card, so I can't speak for all credit cards. But my experience, uh, my Canadian credit card worked fine. So it went through, no issues. Uh, we'll 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 talk about soaring once we try it out. Yay! Well, before we go though, we want to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us over on Patreon. So remember, if you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com/tdr now. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, Harry, Marina, and Anise. Anise. <laughs> Every time. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, and Sonia. And remember just to rate, review us on, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe, like, whatever. It's all different across all the platforms. Just hit that button so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And you can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And also our video on the standby pass, or not standby pass, the Disney Premiere Access is on YouTube. So you can go and check that out there. Everything's under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer. And... I'm the one timing, I guess, cue lines. That's my life now. (laughs) (laughs) And joining, as always, is the beautiful, wonderful Patricia. I'm eyeing that Premier Access Pass. And, but also, I don't want to go during crowded time. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited to go to Disney again. In any case, it'll be fun. You guys, I hope you're having fun wherever you are, whether you're in Japan right now and going to TDR or going to some other theme parks. Have fun, tell us your summer adventures and keep exploring. All right, Explorers, until next time, 